All right, we're back. All right. And I believe our audio should be fixed. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what people say. But I think I think we fixed it. We used these cameras to do oh, some new building today, yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting ready for Advent. And we made some changes that I forgot about Oh. <laughs> because I was so focused on getting our plexiglass in place. <laughs> Which I did the heavy lifting for. You did the heavy lifting <laughs> by, you know, Bring by 400 in. grams of plexiglass. Upstairs. Anyway. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, let us know if the audio is good and then we'll continue on. But actually, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I fixed it there. There we go. Yes. Awesome. Oh, Andy's <laughs> much better. All we're right. Good. All we're right. Good. I apologize. Totally we're my good. fault. We're good. But. Okay. What? Uh, so new restrictions today. Yes. In the province. Yeah. We took them in. We took them in. We, you know, to be fair, we've been uh, a little ahead of this. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, we shut down in-person services again. Yeah. Uh, for Not a hard time. because we shutdown. had to, but because we thought it was Yeah, it, it felt like this was coming. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's always better to be ahead of those things than to push right up into the line. Um, and again, churches you know, still have some option to continue moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of what they were calling recommendations before right. are or now rules. hard rules. So, rules. Yeah, people were not following <laughs> the recommendations, so right. now they're rules. Right. Um, we've been shut down for two weeks, and I think going into it, the discussion from the team and the board level was, let's be honest, a two-week shutdown is, is probably going to carry on. Mm -hmm. um, Initially, we took the decision to do two weeks and see what happens. Right. But I think we were all honest with ourselves that it was probably going to be longer. And now, yeah. as of today, it, it is going to be a little longer. Yeah. So new restrictions are in place for three weeks. Yeah. And I think the whole province should be honest with themselves that we're probably in this for longer than yeah. three weeks as well. How do you feel about that? You know, I, I mean, I am certainly not an expert in any of this stuff. Um, I have opinions about things, <laughs> everything, On all Twitter the things. especially. But, um, you know, I, uh, to me, the whole idea of the circuit breaker lockdown made sense. Okay. In the sense of um, you do a hard two-week shutdown and it stops community um, spread. You force everyone to be inside for two weeks and you do that. Then you open up. Now, you have to do that knowing that as soon as you open up again, numbers are going to rise again. But when it gets to a certain threshold, you, you cut off community transmission, you know, you run that out, and then you let it climb. Because I think we have to be honest, we're, there, there is no real option here to go to zero. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just not feasible. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is manage the curve so we don't overwhelm our healthcare system. Right. So the hard shutdown circuit breaker idea made sense to me. But again, I, like, I'm not an expert at these things. I don't yeah. really understand the economic impact. I really don't, as an ep, you know, epidemiologist, really understand you know, how these things work. So yeah. I'm willing to listen to those who right. have more experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always really curious about, like, what it takes to get the kind of buy-in that you need. Right. You know, like, what does it really, yeah. really, like, what really motivates us? Mm -hmm. And how are we implored to Because this is action? this is one of the tough things, I think, our government's in a position. I mean, Alberta, like it or not, there are a lot of voices and a lot of people in Alberta that don't want us to be doing these lockdowns and yeah. don't want us to be doing these shutdowns. And it's fine to say, hey, well, you just have to, and that's the rule, and that's the yeah. law. But it gets very difficult when you have a significant amount of the population that doesn't want to or doesn't respect laws and rules. Exactly. Um, rules and laws actually only work by the consent of the governed. I mean, you know... If, if everyone in the province just said we're not following the rules and the rules don't mean anything. So there has to be some negotiation between, 
you know, what's in the best interest of the whole and what mm. does the whole want? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really tough to, yeah. to balance those things. Now, I, I wish in Alberta there was more consensus about, look, yeah. we're going to do this for each other. Yeah. You know, and I, and I find that How frustrating. How do we get there? Yeah. What does that I know. kind of buy-in Because I, I totally get the, I'm going to take risks with my own life. Like, if I was cliff jumping, I would jump into that lake if there was a good chance I was going to survive. What I wouldn't do is push the person beside me who's scared <laughs> of jumping off, right? Right. You know, it's a, you know, when it's contagious and it's not just yeah. you putting your own life at risk. Right. I think it's a whole different conversation than yeah. just, hey, it's it's you know one percent lethal, ninety nine percent people recover. Well, I might be willing to take that chance for myself. I'm not willing yeah. to take that chance with you and right. our staff and people that I love and our community. Yeah. yeah. And that's the the tough thing that I wish we could kind of get through to uh. people in the province that hey, we've all got our own risk tolerance, and that's yeah. fine. It's okay for everyone to have a different risk tolerance. Totally. But we're talking about each other's risk now. Yeah. Because this is a contagious disease. Yeah. And we have to take that really seriously. And, yeah. and that's, I don't know how you convince people of that. It's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, and it seems oh. like trying to do it in a pandemic is like too late. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's so true. If you don't have the people's ear yeah. and trust, uh, how how are yeah. you going to get it when there's stress and yeah. anxiety and uh, panic and uncertainty? Right. Are, like we've never done this before. Yeah, mm -hmm. which shows I think how important it is to have to to talk about what it means to have um, good citizenship. Yeah, all the time, exactly. all of our lives. That's what, does what I'm it really mean? interested in. Because yeah. yeah, you're you're totally right. It's yeah when when the crisis moment hits. And you have to care for your neighbor. It's yeah. too late. Yeah. You have to be sort of seeding that and talking about totally. that all the time. It's like virtue, not just law. Yeah, totally yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, and you would hope, you know, in our churches, that's what we've been talking about for years. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have we taught that to ourselves? I, I, I mean, know. Like, we think that's the work we're at, too. <laughs> also, this is creeping me out. I just started to see my own face I know, I in know. the plexi. I couldn't I see it before. Yeah. And now you keep moving in and out of my own reflection. <laughs> we're becoming the same when, person. <laughs> when, you teach, when you teach on a Sunday at Commons when we were still doing in-person services and you taught behind the plexiglass, the toughest thing was there's a number of TV screens in the room. Um, like your your teleprompter screen yeah. and the stage <laughs> confidence right. monitor screen for the band and all these things. <laughs> and when you're teaching through the plexiglass, you see like your screen, but then you also see the reflection of your screen backwards. Yeah. And then you see yourself. <laughs> and then if you look through that, you see the audience. It was the Do weirdest the people thing. people know yeah. what we're doing <laughs> <It was like laughs> to, to bring you the messages? <laughs> it was the weirdest experience. And after, after a week or two, you kind of got used to it. But yeah. it, was a very, it was a very strange thing as well. Hey, I'm so really, now we're, we're getting used to that on After Party. I'm just calling our attention to yes. some notes in the chat uh, from Sharon, especially a yeah. doctor, just making this note about like how her face is reacting mm -hmm. to masking every day and she, that's what she does yeah. to do her work totally uh you know and and how it is a personal thing when her face is hurting i'm sure yeah. when her neighbors can't or won't yeah uh, pay attention to the guidelines mm -hmm. and that's what i, I really think yeah. you know if there's anything i hope we long term take away from this experience oh this is what i want is yeah, how much are we willing to give up for the people around us? Yeah. Um, and I understand the argument of personal freedom. And I think, again, we all have different levels of, of what we're comfortable risk. with. But we are talking about what we're doing for our neighbor, 
for me, I'm, I'm literally thinking of, of, you know, my neighbors, which are yeah. both seniors on either side of my house yes. or family or all these yeah. types of things. And where is the level where mm -hmm. we shouldn't have to be forced to, we should voluntarily give up mm. what we would choose yeah. for the good of, yeah. of someone else, whether we know that person or not. Yeah. And I, I really do hope that at the end of this, you know, there'll be some self-reflection from all of us and yeah. say, okay, what was I willing to give up? And yeah. what did I give up? And how did I do that? And how did I care for each other well? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. So, But I mean, could there be an optimistic side that we were missing something collectively and right. this will identify some of those things and we have opportunity to... Not that I wish us into it, right. but yeah. is that our invitation? Right. Be like, oh, what what have we been missing as a society that we couldn't jump on board together yeah. to work together towards the greater good? Exactly. And knowing that, can we now begin that work? Yeah. And and can we carry that forward into every aspect of our exactly. lives? Exactly. You know, if this is the catalyst that makes us ask those questions. Yeah. Can we start? You know, like everything from giving up your seat on the bus to yeah. the person who could use it yeah. to wearing a mask so that the, you don't infect yeah. the person beside you. I mean, all of right. these things yeah. are, are connected. Yeah. The ways we use our resources, the yeah. ways that we vote. Yeah. You know, do we vote yes. in ways yeah. that are just good for us as individuals right. or do we vote in ways that we think are good for, yeah. you know, the collective whole in the society right. that we're a part of? Um, Even I mean, just the way that we are like invited to pay attention to our government. Right. And, you know, like we needed to tune in to I didn't even know there was like health officer right. <laughs> that was a role i didn't know about you know True. Like, oh I, I could stand to learn some things about my provincial government let alone like my local government as well mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah all right yeah well okay we're doing our best we're doing our best and we're doing fine like you know oh. we we have a lovely team and a really like caring loving community yeah um, and i mean I, th I think that's the biggest thing our team has been you know great and we've been adaptive and we've been willing to roll with yeah. things and change but i think the biggest thing is uh we've had uh, lay leadership in our board and yeah. we've had a community that is willing yeah you know to make those sacrifices and and they are hard like yeah. For a lot of people, again, having another shutdown of church and not having that outlet has been difficult. Mm -hmm. We've been reaching out and doing our best. But for the most part, well, actually, I don't even know with exception that people have been supportive and understanding and understanding why things are important. And I, and I think that's really encouraging mm -hmm. uh, when you're making hard decisions is to have a community saying, hey, listen, we support you. Yeah. We're with you. We'll figure this out together. That is no Let's small thing. It's incredible. It is, so. It's incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah. So here we are. Okay, here we are. So, um, hey, I wanted to ask you at your house, did you guys put Christmas decorations up we early? Did. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not like crazy early, but, but we did. This is kind of what people are doing. Yeah, I'm noticing this. Um, even in my my friendship groups on in social media, my family, people are just kind of diving into the best of Christmas. Yeah. Like I'm a little bit of a Scrooge. Yeah, I'm like, this you is know, why I wanted okay, to ask whatever. you about it. <laughs> I'm not like, not like don't put them on, but I'm just yeah. like, it's not my main thing. But uh, right. this year, yeah, it was like a week before Advent. Yeah. You know, usually sort of Advent, December 1st, yeah. that seems reasonable to me. Yeah. But this year, Rachel wanted to, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Right. Like we're not seeing family this year, uh, you know. It's just gonna be yeah. the four of us or five right. of us with the dog. So right. let's let's do it. Let's put the decorations up. And so. I'm not gonna remember any of these references, but did you listen to the reply all about gathering all the data on Twitter about like the happiest times hmm. um, based on like vocabulary choices no, on Twitter over years though. and years and years? It was an incredible episode, uh, but it peaks at Christmas. We are like at our happiest 
around those holidays. So okay. it's really interesting to me that like we're kind of gr- grabbing for this holiday and being like, oh, I need it. I need it to come sooner because right. we collectively feel mm-hmm. that sense of happiness and joy uh, at at that time of year with the. But sort of I mean, festivities. also, I think we should remember. That for a subset of people, oh, for sure, you know, um, those moments that are the happiest are the hardest for some people. And I think we also have to sort of, um, and I don't know what we do even as a church community, but Mm -hmm. be aware of the fact that there is going to be a small subset of our community that this is even that much harder for, Totally, you know, so how do we care for each other well in the midst of that and stuff? So hopefully, yeah. People will be getting, you know, a little thing in the mail. Right. Send right. Their Advent yeah, we did. cards, Advent prayers and cards yeah. to everyone we had an, Put them uh, up on those an address for. Yeah. yeah. If you don't get one yeah. in the next week or so, um, then, you know, by all means, uh, send us a message with your address. That's what we are missing. And, uh, and we'll send one out to you. So it's, it's six cards. There's a um, Christmas card from the staff. And then there's a prayer to read each of the mm-hmm. Sundays during Advent and on Which Christmas we'll read Eve. together in exactly. the service. Which yeah. is going to be, I think, hopefully quite lovely. Yeah, like add your voice. Yeah. Like it, it means something to us to know that we speak these words yeah. together. Even, you yeah. know, we maybe don't literally hear it, but we hear it, yeah. I think. So yeah. I think we sent them out to about 1,200 households yeah. across the city. Yeah, we labeled um, those bad boys. Yeah, we, we, you know, <laughs> staff yeah, labeled them all up. I, I think um, I had a paper cutter too to <laughs> show for it really war wound but if you don't get one by say sunday yeah. it's probably because our address for you either we don't have one or yeah. um possibly it was out of date so send us an email update your address in, and we have copies left so we'll mail one out to you as well so there we go advent so good coming up all right what are we okay, going to talk about tonight so yeah i just realized oh man i've missed a bunch of comments i know there's here. been a lot of comments this so thanks great. for everyone um I just, I love just like the talking amongst yourself <laughs> business while we're just here chatting to each other. It's true. It's good. It's good. Yeah, so, people are talking about um, kids missing grandparents. Oh, all those things. It's, it's hard. Gosh, so it is. You know, it is. I think I'm, I'm going to talk about it on Sunday. Okay. We're kicking off Advent. So this is a spoiler, but um, I think one of the things that I have noticed this year for myself is yeah. um, just that makes, this is our first Christmas with M, yes. our daughter. Super happy and excited about that. But it's our first Christmas. We're not going to see any family. Yeah. It's been, we adopted her in February and none of our families have met her yet. So none oh. of our grandparents have seen her. So it's going to be another, like another milestone. big milestone that's going to go by on FaceTime. And it's, you know, that will be great. And all of this technology has really made this moment mm-hmm. in history a lot more bearable than it would have been otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's that mix. So right. that's enough about Advent. We're, you know, we're going we're into Advent. There yet. Yeah, we're not even there yet. Sunday <laughs> is Advent. Sun- Advent starts on Sunday. Uh, so uh, by all the way, all the means, um, yeah, join us Sunday. Right. Start of Advent. Okay. So we wrapped up but didn't wrap up. Right. Making more room. Our Sunday preaching for the series is yeah. over, but we will on Thursday do an interactive zoom session thursday night thursday night sign yeah. up which is to new. dive into yeah we haven't tried this before yeah we've been doing lots of things on zoom um and with really great and response incredible yeah the marriage course filled up immediately backstory filled up which this i year. was a part of last week yeah. what scott was leading and yeah. i just jumped in to give a little support and got to contribute a bit and it was amazing yeah. it was an amazing thing I, i'm still thinking about it yeah. to watch people interact with some really big ideas and like the depth of 
thought mm. that Scott put into it. And to see like change sort of cross over their faces as they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it in this way. It was, yeah. it was beautiful. Like Very the best cool. kind of transformation that, um, it, you know, when you're seeing somebody move towards something that is like for their good, yeah. it's, cool. it was beautiful. So Scott's doing that tonight. The last, yeah, uh, last, last uh, backstory. Yeah. Um, for this, this year. Yeah. Of this uh, we're series. looking for, probably two new courses in the spring that'll yeah. be offered the same way, four-week courses on Zoom, group chat. This Thursday night, though, is like a one-off um, continuation of the Sunday series that we're doing. So yeah. that's a little different. Yeah. There are still, I think, about 10 spots available. Okay. So if you're watching tonight and you're interested, you can go okay. to um, commons.church, click Next Steps, find events, and, and you can register mm -hmm. there. But we're talking about culture. So, so far in the series, we've talked about making room for each other one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. You did that I one. Did it. Uh, making room for groups in our lives. Mm -hmm. Groups of friends, Yelena did that. Uh, Sunday was making room for crowds. We can talk about that. And then Thursday yeah. is making room for cultures. Right. So you way do that a different, bit of teaching. Yeah, different cultures see things differently and how making room for that actually helps expand our imagination. Yeah, I'm I think really it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm curious about what you're going to do with that. Yeah. I, no, I, I sure. didn't like I'm, notes, so. I'm doing about 15 minutes of a teaching, Although and then Yelena's facilitating yeah. some breakouts and some exercises. Yeah. So that's going to be the bulk of it, which I think is going to be a lot yeah, of fun. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I haven't found the better phrase for this yet, but I was listening to a comedian talk about like really kind of embracing comedy, stand-up comedy mm -hmm. on Zoom, Nora Davis. Okay. Yeah. And he kept using, I think he used the phrase, I actually should fact check that, but um, like good Zoom, like there is a way, <laughs> it seems like a really weird way to say it. But I found that every time I'm kind of like jumping into, I mean, our Wednesday morning prayer on Zoom, right. backstory with Scott last week and like 26 screens, yeah. you know, of interaction, uh, our Zoom lounges every single Sunday. Like I always walk away being like, that was some good mm. Zoom. Like that, like, <laughs> I know it's weird. I know. Yeah. But it's sort of like, it does something, it's doing something for me. It's <laughs> meeting some of the uh, need I have and the longing for the ways that yeah. we live in community here. Yeah, uh, I get that. So, yeah, I mean, we've, I think yeah. we've really tried to embrace um, the limitations and the opportunities yeah, exactly. of this season. Yeah. Um, we all still need connection. We all yeah. still need community. We all still need conversation. Yeah. And sure, we'd um, love for it to be more embodied, exactly. less and, tied to our screen. And I don't think, yeah, we're not here. making the argument that these things are equal. No. But they are what we have. But they're different. Exactly. And let them be different and let the good that is there mm -hmm. be what it is. And I'm not trying to take away the fact that it is exhausting. It's maybe not what you always want. And sometimes my hip hurts after sitting that long. <laughs> <laughs> my bad hip, my it's good true. hip. Anyways, uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, okay. Thank on you Sunday, more. though, we talked about crowds, which is yeah. a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> is it not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I joked about that, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, we we put together this series in the pandemic. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But I think maybe not knowing exactly what that would look like. Yes, I think that's we fair. Because we returned to in-person services in very limited capacity. Mm -hmm. But we did return in the summer yeah. uh, while we were working on the journal. And I think there was a hope that, you know, maybe the fall would bring better news. Um, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it brought so worse sometimes news. Sometimes my way of dealing with life is just to <laughs> laugh at it. 
Um, so I don't, I'm trying to remember whether we thought that this series might be at the time when we were starting to return to things or what, Maybe but not. but we, we decided yeah, to talk about crowds. But we also knew that like the the likelihood of a mm. second wave would be at this it's time true. of year. So yep. I think it was on the table that like the themes of how we form community mm-hmm. on these in this layered way don't leave us no matter what our circumstances Definitely. are. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying at all that we planned the series with the expectation that we yeah. would be back. But it was in that period of like, hey, maybe a little naive hopefulness. Right. Um, but regardless, we decided to talk about crowds. Yeah. Um, and it was this sort of movement from where do we need connections, but where do we need intentional space? Yeah. Um, at all of these different levels in our lives. Like one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very different type of connection. Mm-hmm than it is with a small group of friends or a small group, was a very different type of connection than crowds. And part of what I was trying to get to in this message was, I don't think we always give credit to that connection that happens in a crowd. Right. Like I think sometimes, you know, we think of this one-to-one as connection. Hmm. And we think of crowd as like, you know, um, fun but meaningless. Which, if anything, this moment is... Right. Yeah, and you said yeah. that. Like, wh- when we get back to something, a hockey game... Yeah, it's sacred. Feel like s- <laughs> it will feel sacred. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say worship, but... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. what I said was it is sacred. Yeah. And not even... I mean, I, I, it's only a slight distinction there, but yeah. there is something sacred about being yeah. together with a gathered group of people mm-hmm. pointed in the same direction. Yeah. And I think the phrase I used was... Um, knowing that you don't know anything about the person beside you except yeah. the thing that you share. Right. Like, it's a really interesting dynamic. But, okay, I'm not a sports person, but yeah. where I went when I read it or thought about it was uh, what what do we lose if the stadium is full of people cheering for the same team? Mm. Not, like, what, it, what would right. we form if we had equal parts yeah. of each team there to cheer for their side. Like, I mean, what came to my mind is like the violence that happens, you know, like football matches, uh, uh, people just like, just hate each other's guts. But like, could we, I just got thinking about like going to see the flames with my husband and thinking like, what if there were like equal parts Mm. Oilers and equal parts Flames fans Mm. and we didn't hate each other? Like, Mm. what would it, what could, like, what, part of that could be sacred yeah. uh, because where you went in the message was you mapped out the socioeconomic differences in this geography right showing me that there were different kinds of fans you know yeah. maybe drawn to the m- magnetism mm-hmm. of jesus as he was teaching uh you know they weren't all on the same team mm-hmm. like they were on different teams mm. so you see where i'm going yeah i mean i think yeah you know the i mean metaphor breaks down a little bit but every <laughs> metaphor does right yeah um because i think you have I, I mean maybe you could say it this way you you come to a hockey game and you're on different sides and you're you're there for the love of the game or something yeah, exactly. but there's, there's got to be some unifying yeah, piece and totally. i think that's what um can make a crowd really meaningful is yeah. no matter what even if we all cheer for the flames 
we all know we cheer for different politicians or we mm. go to different churches or we have different mm. faith backgrounds. Okay, okay, I see. But here's saying. this this yeah. thing that's unifying us together. Right. And you know, the parallel works really well in, in the Sermon on the Mount. So all these people who don't like each other politically or ethnically or whatever, mm. but they're all drawn to Jesus. And maybe you could do the same thing with sport. Like yeah. we're here because we love hockey. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter what team we cheer yeah. for, we're just here for that. Here for the love and of the game a really, and a good game. Like yeah. I'm just here for a good game. Like, like that's really interesting thing yeah. to 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 figure out what are the things in your life that transcend um, the differences and the divides, mm -hmm. which, I mean, my argument and part of what I think was so compelling about Jesus is that um, without, and I think it's, it's difficult, without pulling his punches, he's able to point to the things that we all share in common. Yeah. I think there are ways you can point to what we all share in common by downplaying our differences mm -hmm. or by pretending we don't have them okay. like the What's i don't see color of kind oh, of thing okay, right okay, okay um and i don't think that's what jesus is doing in his yeah. ministry i think he's celebrating our differences mm. and i think he's also pointing to actually some of our differences are substantial in the fact that um not every option is equal some things are just and some things are unjust right and we need to stand up for what's just but within everyone is still something that draws them to the good mm -hmm. something that draws them you know forward mm -hmm. to this imagination of the kingdom of god now whether they act on that whether they live into that i mean we all have to make those choices and, and a lot of us don't make good choices mm -hmm. um but jesus is able to see something that's valuable even in yeah those gentiles from the decapolis who've stolen the land of the israelite people and you know oppress them and hold them down jesus doesn't sort of push them away yeah i think there's moments in the sermon on the mount and the beatitudes where he's challenging them yeah i mean he's not letting them off the hook right but he's also not saying you're not welcome here yeah and i think that's a really difficult thing for us sometimes yeah in fact i think people prefer to not read that in mm -hmm. the text they don't want right. that in jesus yeah that kind of like everyone's welcome yeah what was your line? Everyone's welcome if everyone's welcome. You said it like yeah. 20, 20 the line times. I said was um, <laughs> that I used a lot was everyone's welcome as long as everyone's right, welcome. Right, right, right. And I think for me that's an important distinction, in the sense of um, um, if you want to exclude part of the crowd, then you have excluded yourself from this gathering. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of what Jesus is doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the people that he has very harsh words for are the people who are trying to exclude each others. The religious leaders who are like, you are not good enough, and you are not enough, and you have disqualified yourself. Jesus is like, I want nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. But as long as you are willing to come, to listen, to share in common with the people who are different than you, Jesus is saying you're welcome. And that's a, it's a really difficult thing, right? Because if you, if you say, it's open wide, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter how you act. You're welcome here. Yeah. What you're going to end up with are people who are going to then monopolize the space and push others out of it. Mm. And, and Jesus does not want that to happen. Jesus will not let that happen. Mm -hmm. You know, when, you know, random sinner Y comes to Jesus, if anyone tries to shut that down, Jesus is like, as soon as you shut that down, that means you're out. Mm. If you're willing to listen, if you're willing to welcome that person, then you're welcome here too. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that, that's a difficult balance to figure totally. out in community, right? Yeah, totally. You, know? you can have whatever beliefs you want. You can have whatever convictions you want. You're welcome here at Commons until the moment you say, that person, though, can't be here. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. And then it's like all of a sudden you have excluded yourself from the community because yeah. the community is founded on this idea of everybody being welcome. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that's that, that tricky balance between um, tolerance and free speech and right. where does that all fit and yeah. how do we form communities? Right. You know? Yeah, there's like, yeah, I have a metaphor, but it's not worked out. Um, so. Metaphors are never worked out. It's fine. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So what direction do you want to go in with that? Hmm. I mean, I was, I was kind of thinking about, uh, you know, I was trying to think of like where the voices that sound something like that, you know, in our world. Like right. we are so inundated by division. Right. We're so inundated by partisan politics. I mean, we're, yeah. we're not only inundated, we're entertained by yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, you know, we were talking yeah. about today is like when you go on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched The Social Dilemma yet. I oh, know yeah. it's really great and everybody's People watching it. Um, I don't know. From my sense of that, that's more, it's around, um, you know, the way that social media sort of shapes us in terms of, um, you know, praise and likes yes, and hearts totally. and all that kind like, of stuff. It's like it's power versus our powerlessness. Right. Exactly. Really is what it's uh, And I haven't watched it and I'll have to watch it. But I I one of the big things with all of these social networks is the way that they allow us to live within um, social bubbles mm -hmm. where we don't interact with people who think differently than us or yeah. see the world differently than us. Yeah. Other than when we're calling them out on things. Right, right, right. You know, and it's and Facebook does not care what your politics are. Like, yeah. let's just be honest. They just don't care. They're not right wing. They're not left wing. The only thing they care about is clicks. The only thing they care about is engagement. Mm -hmm. They just want you on their platform as long as possible so they can show you more ads. Yeah. But unfortunately, because of human nature, yeah. the thing that keeps us sticking around is rage. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. joy, not bad. Yeah. But rage is like, yeah. it, there's just so you much. just salivate for it. Brain you chemistry just, going yes. on that keeps yeah. us involved with that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think Facebook would love to keep you just in, uh, outraged at the world yeah. if it meant you stayed on your platform. Now, that's not to say there aren't things that are worth being outraged in the world oh my gosh yeah. right and so this yeah. is like again you're into that tough yeah. balance of yeah um you should be outraged at injustice yeah. i preached a whole series on anger <laughs> if you, so by the way if you missed it it's called how to be angry um uh, it was a three-week series um, that bobby put weeks, together yeah. out of uh, the book of daniel really good series you should go watch it yeah. so absolutely we should know how to be angry yeah. we should know how to rage against such injustice. a creative force absolutely however however yeah. It's one of those emotions that's so powerful. So it can go toxic so quickly. It, mm. Actually, that's even better. Mm -hmm. I said it can go toxic. What's even better is it can be manipulated yeah. um, by people mm -hmm. um, to use us in different they ways. They do not care about you. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Uh, so, you know, so how do we... How I do mean, we even just the latest Instagram update, yeah. which is really interesting, right? That change from being so used to... Like clicking the heart to see who liked something yep. and replacing it with a button that I now shop with on Instagram. I know, very it, interesting. Why? Yeah. You really don't care about me. Yeah. Although, you know what? The yeah. one thing is, I hate when there's notifications in my app. Yeah, yeah. So I don't care about who liked my stuff, yeah, but yeah, I want to yeah. clear that. And yeah. now I have to go home and then click the yeah. top just to get rid of that there little icon. Sort of little yeah, anyways. I don't have um, notifications on my phone. Yeah, I turn them either. off so they don't come on my phone. But when I go into Instagram, yeah. I don't like that little red dot. Yeah. It drives me nuts. <laughs> so now I have one more step to get but rid I, of But what I didn't want is to have like a muscle memory for something that yeah. then got completely changed to something very different also reels I don't get it yeah so <laughs> but we're 
<laughs> dating ourselves or something. I know, but yeah. so here's the thing. I, I'm trying to learn. So okay. I was talking to Rachel about this tonight, and I don't know if other people have had similar experiences, mm -hmm. but here we go. Um, I've tried to figure out TikTok. <laughs> We're really doing Instagram's this. Instagram's <laughs> copy of TikTok. Okay. But here's what, here's what I found, and I don't know. Maybe I just want to say, Kevin, comments, Kevin. <laughs> you know, let, me know, let me know what you found as well. But here's what I found. I think... TikTok has actually done something really interesting with their algorithm. Yeah. When I scroll through TikTok, I find things that I'm generally pretty interested yeah. in. I think they're cute, yeah. they're funny. Yeah, I'll have a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they generally, at least for me, have stayed quite PG. Yeah. And quite um like they, they haven't frustrated me or made me angry or anything. Mm -hmm. I find 30 seconds into scrolling through reels, I'm looking at like women that are not wearing enough clothes and all kinds of things and people who are angry. And I feel like the Facebook algorithm just goes to the worst, mm. lowest, con like the easiest way to get you to click something possible. And I've had it personally, I've had a very different experience with TikTok where generally I'm like, oh, this is nice. Like yeah, these are sort of, pleasant. Yeah. It's pretty PG. Like they're or not like deep. Or it's like smart sort of commentary on something. I know. Sort of taking And the, even when it's political, yeah. it's not yeah. like angry. It's like intelligent. Yeah. I, I'm very interested in that. That is curious. That they, they, they're doing something different with their algorithm. For now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but I've had... You know, and I don't use either of them all that much. I, I do use Facebook a lot. I do use Twitter a lot. Mm. I use Twitter too much. All right, there you go. I, that's, <laughs> that's just the truth. But um, my experience of TikTok has been very different, and huh. I'm very intrigued by that, that that's perhaps there is a way, hmm. as we learn more, that these algorithms can contribute to the common good yeah. rather than just keep us engaged. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that TikTok is trying to do that. I'm not giving them yeah. that much credit. Yeah. But what I'm saying is their algorithm is tuned differently, yeah. where at least I'm getting less of the things that are not good for me. Yeah. You know, um, Instagram, Facebook seems to just want me on the platform no matter what, no matter how, whether this is good or bad for me. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to think about that. corporate responsibility when it comes to yeah. some of these social media companies. Right. The same way we've Which talking about- Which is what about, this social dilemma was really- um, uh, The same way we've been talking about a lot of these corporations that they're, they're you know, it's not just about whether you're making money and whether you're making profits for your stakeholder. There's there's a social stakeholder mm -hmm. here um, that we need to be thinking about with some of these things. Yeah. Um, and I, at least that gives me a little bit of hope that maybe what TikTok is showing me is things can be tweaked yeah. to go in a certain direction. Okay, I want to try to bring that, that back that, that in. Came out, that was like, weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really, uh, but I actually, like, I think we can bring that in a little bit hmm. because, well, can we? Let's try. Let's try our best. Uh, into this idea of like following Jesus is done with the crowd. Okay. Right? Because we're thinking about mm -hmm. the crowd in terms of our device, our device, our relationship with technology mm. and, and our relationship with society. Uh, so this idea that like that we form the world yeah. together and we form like faith mm -hmm. in, in as a part of the crowd is a really interesting thing. Like I, I really kind of welcomed the theme of this sermon, maybe because I'm really missing our sure. crowd, but also like when I thought to the biggest forces I'm aware of that have really shaped and mm -hmm. like contributed to the good of me, you know, yeah. it's the, it's the being a part of like mm -hmm. larger communities um, and the church community in particular. Uh, so yeah, you talked about 
the importance of confusion and tension of human lives, like yep. being alongside of each other. Yeah, like rubbing up against yeah. each other. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it the that way. The scraping of that, well, <laughs> the scraping that happens, right? Because it's not always yeah, smooth. And exactly. It's comfortable. Yeah, there's like an abrasive. I yeah. liked that. That, yeah. that, but that is there's something about that that's um, like could be for our good. Yeah, and I and I think I mean the example the example I was using was specifically in the Sermon on the Mount. Because the writer of Matthew tells us that you've got these demographic groups, these geographic groups, really, mm -hmm. that are there yeah. that represent different ways of seeing the world. They, yeah. they just do. Yeah. Um, that northern part of the Jewish area, the southern part, very different. And then the Decapolis and, and the Gentile side, quite yeah. different worldviews, yeah. all coming together around Jesus. And part of what Jesus is doing, I think, in the Beatitudes, even right from the start, is playing off of mm -hmm. that and saying things that you know, are uncomfortable for some of the audience to hear, mm -hmm. you know, and not picking on one group or another group, but in some ways saying something that's uncomfortable for everyone yeah. to hear yeah. because they're juxtaposing your experience well, It's like you can kind of see it like, oh, he's talking about you, oh, he's talking about yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can kind of see, see the moment. all the fingers being pointed until they're back Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's exactly it. And, and I think that's the kind of thing that maybe doesn't happen at a hockey game. I think there's something right. sacred and beautiful about that. But that's the kind of thing that should happen mm -hmm. in a church gathering mm -hmm. when we come together and, and we rub up against each other and we realize, oh, this, some of this us... This bit about saying it's for that guy. Yeah. It's definitely... Or oh, you know, wait, some of us have very yeah. different ideas about what heaven and hell look like. Or right. someone has very different ideas about you know how our government should run. Mm -hmm. And yet we're committed to this story of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to allow the message of Jesus to inform our politics, our economics, our social understandings. Families, we're all trying to do that. Yeah. And as long as we commit to that together, then we should have... Maybe not have, but we should be able to earn the right to speak to each mm -hmm. other, to say, actually, mm -hmm. I think your politics have blinded you to hearing Jesus properly in this moment. Right. Or I think your place on the socioeconomic scale has blinded. Like, yeah. I think we should be able to say that to each other, mm -hmm. but within the context of trusting that each of us are trying to figure out what Jesus is saying to us mm -hmm. and knowing that exactly that there's going to be the moment where eventually yeah. the hard message of Jesus is yeah. going to come back to us yeah. and Jesus is going to ask us to, to lay something down and leave something behind and, you know, and, and pick up a new direction to go to follow him. Mm -hmm. As long as we're all trusting that and we're all believing that our moment is going to come when it's going to be hard for us to follow Jesus, mm -hmm. I think that becomes a really important thing. Yeah. And I think... Well, I think there's very few places in our culture today yeah. that we do that. Yeah. You know, where other than church do we do that? Yeah. I mean, there are spots, but they're, yeah. they're few and far between. I right mean, I, yeah, I'm often pretty surprised when I would go to a concert and be like, oh, everybody here is kind of just like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> whenever I go to Pearl Jam concert weird. and everyone's wearing yeah, a plaid I'm and like, ripped jeans and what? I'm like, what? People. Whereas I don't feel like that in, right. when I go to church. Mm. Um, I hope not. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so this was crowds. Yeah. Thursday night, we're going to push it even farther. Yeah. To the ways that we have cultural narratives that are shaping yeah. the ways that we look at things. I'm going to look at two biblical passages and talk about the ways that your cultural narrative is probably going to influence what your first reading of these stories oh, are. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the Bible. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything other than fun. your sort of cultural narrative. 
but again, same kind of thing. Like you can expand the story even farther. Yeah. And and yeah, there are I ways like that. that Jesus is pushing back against all of us. There's ways that Jesus is pulling out the beautiful yeah. things in all of us. Right, right, right. And and we have to be willing. And like the beautiful things, we all go there together. Right. Like yeah, it doesn't. Hopefully. Well, yeah. At least I wish we would. Yeah, sometimes. I wish we would. Yeah. Well, I think that's the intention. Exactly. What what we do with it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll, I'll say this journey. too. I mean, I think the the struggle of that is a good thing too. To know it's yeah. hard and to know you don't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we haven't figured this out. As a church, we haven't and figured this out. And I mean, the paradox out. is that can be, you know, those really difficult sort of like, oh, I really screwed that up can be the greatest lessons in your life. Like yeah, it, it's, Totally. You, you don't even deserve the lesson yes. sometimes, but that is your lesson yeah. and you get to... When you're willing to name it yes. and own it yeah. and say, hey, look, you know what? Yeah. I messed that one up and I'm sorry and let's move forward. Yeah. So We've got a whole TikTok, I know, it's, Instagram it's, it's conversation I'm gonna, happening. I'm reading them here, but I'm going to have to follow up with them. I'm going to have to think yeah. about it more. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not, uh, you know, advocating for TikTok. It's a complete waste of your time, so don't worry about it. But... <laughs> I do think there is, for me, in that one small experience of it, shows that algorithms can be tuned in ways that perhaps lead us towards the good. Um, And and I like Andy's point, you know, young people can be awful too. It doesn't seem to fly on TikTok for some reason. Um, I do think at some point, so newspapers were a real problem when they first came out and the printing press and all that. I do think, um, you know, maybe Andy's onto something here about the youngest generation that has grown up with these things is just more attuned to what's toxic from the beginning. Right. And they, they sort of intuitively understand this is not good for me. It's not good for you. We need to shut it down. Um, and maybe that's a good sign for us as a society that slowly we can learn from these things and we can mm-hmm. adapt to these things and, and we can adapt them even as we learn how to use them properly. Um, maybe that's being a little, you know, naively optimistic but you know what i'm a christian and i believe in the commonwealth of god and that's all i can do is be naively optimistic (laughs) that sounds beautiful all right 845 anything else you want to hit here um we are taking a break after this yeah we're going to take an advent break and And that was that was planned before the plexiglass absolutely (laughs) we're not we're not blaming that on the plexiglass yeah exactly uh, we just thought break up the season a little yeah give us take a break for advent and then we'll we'll I mean, the intent would be to come back at some point in the spring, uh, but we'll have to see where we're at and what things the look spring. like. The spring. Well, I, I always think of the spring as like January. I don't know well, why. It's but I, winter. It's like the hardest in part my of life, winter. In my life, there's <laughs> September to December. Like There's January <laughs> to, July, to August. Okay. No, there's January to June. Then there's June to August. Like uh, the, when we plan the church, there's three seasons. <laughs> okay. There's the fall season. Yeah. There's the spring season. Oh, there's okay. summer, and I then you start think, again. Okay, sure, dude. <laughs> there's only three seasons. That's that's no. the main point. I don't look at it that way. Right. Well, it's the in winter. the new year, we'll be back in the new year. Early in the new year. Yeah, spring. <laughs> like it's February. Not spring. <laughs> People are in the depths of despair. It's All not right, spring. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Okay, so let's close with gratitude because I like that practice and I think we need it more now than ever. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you got? What have I got? You got comfortable pants. I do. I got my (laughs) jogging pants on. That's what COVID's done to me. (laughs) I know. Should we be grateful? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if we should be grateful for that. (laughs) I started started with the hoodies and then like... After the second shutdown, I was like, I'm buying a pair of jogging pants. <laughs> so, they're fancy jogging pants, but still they're good. Some people are going the other way. They're like dressing up at home. They're, yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's huh. a bit of a movement to like 
get up and put on put on a fancy dress. Put it on TikTok. (laughs) Put it on TikTok. Uh, What am I grateful for? Yeah. You know what? I I am grateful for. I'm grateful for Advent. I wrote an Advent message this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm preparing for Sunday, and Advent is. Uh, the season of waiting in our calendar. Mm-hmm. It's the whole point of Advent is that something good has been promised, but it's not here yet. Mm-hmm. So it's on the horizon. This We've been is, told about it. We see seasons. it. Yeah. And, and now we wait. And that waiting is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's r- really hard for me in terms of my personality, just mm-hmm. in general. I don't like to wait for things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the midst of a second shutdown, if that had to happen, mm-hmm. to be in a season where the church calendar is teaching me about the importance of waiting and the reminder that for hundreds of years, uh, thousands of years, people before me mm-hmm. have built a rhythm of waiting into their calendar, so um, I think actually gives me a lot of comfort in that, that this now is part of my spiritual formation. And I sit in this long line of people and I can survive and I will survive yeah. and I'll make it through the other side mm-hmm. because all, you know, in biblical language, all of creation has been waiting and groaning mm-hmm. for salvation and redemption. And we're experiencing some small facet of that. And I'm not, I'm not using that to downplay it. Yeah. I'm just finding a lot of comfort and gratitude that this moment is happening in this time in the church calendar. And that gives me a yeah. way to narrate it to myself. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm for that. Um, before I mentioned mine, I, I was just thinking on the way over, I love that these two series are together. Like we were talking about like Mm. more, like making more, and then we're going to switch into like enough. And there's something about the play of those words Mm. of like sort of stretching for more and settling into something simple that to me seems like, yeah, that is part of these weird balances that we're like working on all the time. So I like these things together. Yeah, it's funny because we didn't plan that. We didn't. And when you mentioned that, I was like, oh yeah. More and enough, more (laughs) and enough. Why didn't we see that? I was writing this week, (laughs) I talked about, yeah, can we trust that this Advent will be enough for God to meet us even in the midst of everything we're lacking? And it doesn't mean we need to like (sighs) stop working on the more. Yeah. Yeah. And just coming out of that, yeah, how do we make more room? Room. How do we trust that this is, is enough, enough for God to meet us? I love it. Is a, it. it is There's some cool tension moment. there again, and yeah. that's good. I'm, I'm going to say that my I'm going to a moment today that I feel really grateful for, which also uh, produced some sadness in me. Mm. I was driving to the church this morning. It's still, it, I mean, it wasn't dark, but it felt like a dark morning. <laughs> and I was just about to jump on a crow child, and there's housing in my neighborhood for older people. And seniors, and there was a woman up in her window looking through the blinds, and there were t- like two middle-aged people on their phones yeah. looking up and talking <laughs> to her. You know that oh, moment? That's nice, yeah. And I was like, but it wasn't nice because they should be in there with sure, her. Sure. Like they, this moment yeah. of a pandemic, how long have they been yeah. doing this where they walk up to her building, she cracks open the curtains, yeah. and they have a phone conversation? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, in that moment, my heart just like opened, like for them as people, yeah. um, for w- what can I give up that would make, you know, what can, what's the collective work that we're doing so that, that, you know, that experience doesn't last forever. Mm. And hopefully there's a day when they can yeah. be together again. But I just was like, I was glad for a moment to open my heart, mm. like open my heart. I'm, I'm not v- trying to visit my grandparents or an elderly parent, but a lot of people are. Mm. And I just thought, open hearts open hearts i really um was grateful to witness 
love, mm-hmm. just love and creative communication in yeah. this moment. So that's what I feel grateful for. I'm just holding that little family mm, cool. <laughs> in my attempted like opening of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Andy, for quoting me when I said, sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> uh, but this was good. And yeah, we'll be back in the new year. Yeah, we'll be back in the new year. Yeah. We're well, Thursday night well, conversation. Um, yeah, night. Those were the those were the announcements. Yeah. Advent this Sunday. Join us. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great night, was. everyone. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's really always. nice. It's, it's I mean, it's so nice. It's a strange thing, but it's nice to be able to share these Obviously. these uh, moments on YouTube. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. <laughs>